Welcome to the Color of Ideas podcast. Today I'm going to talk about an artist in residence position that I have been hunting for two years. I applied to a local university two years ago and had a, a wonderful conversation via email with the head of the art department about this position. Now, unfortunately, six, eight weeks later, COVID struck. And so that whole thing went away. All right, a year ago, I decided to, uh, to touch back and see what had happened. So I contacted the university again, was connected with a, a different uh, person. And at that point, uh, while applications were still being accepted, there was no date or established time for decision-making at all because of COVID. Now, I, I still got into quite a discussion again via email with this person about how it's precisely during crisis and, and, and challenge difficulties, the pandemic, that we need the arts the most. Encouragement, hope, uh, uh, creative expression. I came up with uh, numerous ideas for how an artist in residence could, could actually take place. For instance, I mentioned uh, working outdoors, having some sort of canopy thing and uh, creating in, in that kind of environment. I talked about giving presentations and sharings uh, online. Now, I never heard back about any of that. Uh, and then last week I decided, you know what, I'm going to reach out one more time. So that's, this is two years, you know, that I've been stalking this, this position. So this time um, I contacted someone, the, the person I had previously emailed, I'm still with her, and she explained that they've given up on filling the position for now, and it's not on the books, and there's no time frame at all. Okay, well, as is my habit, uh, I don't accept rejections uh, at face value. Okay, so I came back with three alternative ideas. Nothing to do with being an artist in residence, but connecting me to that university. As I explained in my email, I am just overflowing and abounding with zeal and creative energy. And I am looking for ways to get my work in front of people. So I talked about giving a presentation to students, possibly even a large uh, art students, possibly even a, a larger audience, you know, the, the entire university community, if possible. I talked about having field trips to my home studio. I personally invited this uh, PhD and whatever that I'm talking to, come and see what I'm doing so that you can have a, a sense of who I am as an artist. So I haven't heard back from, from that person and I very well may not hear back from that person, but the concept of giving a presentation at the university has so struck me that in my uh, crazy way, I'm already practicing for a presentation that may not happen. So that's what I'm going to do here. I'm playing with that idea. I'm giving a, a presentation of my art journey 
uh, which is um, shortened, edited, and focused on today more than a, a slowdown of step-by-step. Step. So that's what I'm gonna do here. This is, you could call it a practice, but for, you know, a practice talk, practice presentation, but I also look at it as sharing my joy about such an important part of my life. So of course, if I gave a presentation, I would begin with an introduction, which I'll just skip. Okay, but I'll, I'll, go, I'll start with, um, here, I'll start with, we moved from the D.C. area, where I was born and raised in D.C., and we moved from there, my husband and I and our family, we moved to uh, the Dallas Metroplex in 1995. Now, at that point, we, all six of our children were living at home. It was a very stressful, uh, engaging life. Uh, it took 100% of who I am. It took so much of me that my own personal interests, even passions, which I brought into marriage, I had put them on a shelf long before and forgot all about them. Now, as our younger children got older, like over 10, uh, time was beginning to open up for me in the home and I began to recover some of those interests. And it was really kind of a surprise because I forgot that I even had them. Uh, I, I used to be in love with Maria Callas. I used to love listening to opera. Forgot completely about that. I used to write poetry. Who knew? Uh, I uh, had played the guitar for years as a young person. I no longer had a guitar. I hadn't played in decades. Well, piece by piece, I went back to those things and found so much joy and refreshment from them. Uh, the last piece of the puzzle, uh, making art, which is something I'd done in my teens and 20s, especially uh, watercolor, abstract watercolors. Uh, in 2012, at 62, I bought some canvas and paint and painted for the first time in over 30 years. And what happened was that within myself, it, I could feel a celebration. This joy and enthusiasm and life uh, is just poured into my heart so unexpectedly because like I said, I forgot that I'd ever even done this. So from that point on, I started painting daily. Uh, eight or nine months later, I had my first show at a coffee shop, sold three or four pieces, which of course, was delighted, I was delighted about. Uh, a year later, I, I started renting my first studio. I've probably rented or had uh, four studios since those days. And so here we are now, 10 years later. And far from feeling dried up or past my prime at 72, I like to use the expression, I feel like I'm just being born every day. I also like to use the expression, every day is like the first day of spring for an artist because there's all, creating and painting, for me at least, is all about giving birth you know, to a, a new idea, to uh, finding a, a new point of discovery, investigation, exploration. All of those words, they bring me so much joy and life. 
But more than that, they bring me understanding about myself, about the meaning of life. Uh, I'll give an example. Um, I do a lot of thinking, and I think that's exactly why I was drawn to abstract art rather than representational art. I am an interior person. I'm a thinker and a reflector. You know, I'm sort of like a dog with its bone. I just don't give up. So if there's a topic that I'm interested in or a thought, I just keep at it and developing it and trying to understand it more. When we were homeschooling the children, that would show up in the form of uh, research. If our children got into a topic, man, I enabled them to go deeper than they ever thought was possible. I mean, who reads, you know, uh, uh, Ulysses S. Grant's uh, autobiography to a 10-year-old? And, and I would say, you know, after an hour, do you want me to stop? No, no, read some more. I mean, we went deep into our topics. Well, I go with, th with that same depth into anything that interests me. Tr truth, beauty, time, mortality, faith. These are topics that I don't want to say they consume me, but they are of uh, great interest to me. Simplicity, that's another one that I spent years trying to understand uh, why I'm so drawn to, to simplicity. And uh, through making art, I began to recognize, you know, when I stand before a canvas, I'm completely empty. I, I don't come with an inspiration. I don't come with an idea, a plan of any sort. I stand before the, my uh, jars of paint. I'll be drawn to some color and then I launch, and there I go. And that's, so that concept of getting empty uh, led to mindfulness, uh, led to uh, thinking about prayer, led to thinking about simplicity of all things. And from you know years of doing this, I was able to reach the, the notion that for me, simplicity is a metaphor. I mean, that's a huge thing for me. I'm not out, at, out to have less stuff. Well, I am out to have less stuff, but that's not enough to, to satisfy me. I, it's not less stuff, it's less of me. That kind of experience where I paint, where there's an, an interior peace, tranquility, uh, and emptiness, you could say. Well, that has been a very fruitful um, meditation for me, one which continues to this day and unlocked an understanding about my, uh, my love for simplicity. It's not, that is my desire to be empty and really to take that the step farther, to be full of God. I mean, I'll be forward about that. You know, that is part of my faith life that's been there for so long that I hadn't been able to articulate it. And it's making abstract art that leads me to these kind of insights. Uh, a key, some key phrases that I, 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 you could call a part of my mantra, fail harder, uh, which could also, you could also put it, experiment more. You know, and I certainly want to do that. I long ago got past the idea, no one's gonna like this, no one's gonna buy this, this is ridiculous, especially when I like to paint six foot by 10, six foot by 12, eight foot by six foot. You know, who's gonna buy those works? Well, I long ago dealt with that. I don't care. 
Okay, I want to work and create to the fullest measure of my vision. And I don't want to be hampered by these other things. Now, it helps a lot that I have defined success as uh, the privilege of being able to do what you love. So, <laughs> I'm successful. I'm doing what I love. So, uh, this fail harder thing, sometimes I put it that, you know, failure is my work ethic, by which I just mean, you know, just explosive liberty, boldness uh, in the face of creativity. Don't be hampered by, well, that's not in my palette or I've never done that before. Oh, no, no, I want to keep bounding and growing and exploring. Uh, another phrase that I use a lot is uh, to be human is to create, uh, which is certainly, I believe, borne out by the fact that not only do we have cave art that dates back, and it's spectacular cave art, that dates back to 40 and 45,000 years ago, <laughs> but we have other artwork that goes back hundreds of years ago. This is recognizable art. Uh, sculptures often small of the human figure that are dated to uh, hundreds of thousands of years ago. And then we have ambiguous stuff uh, where it's not, not decided. Is this art or was this created by nature? Okay, that's not a discussion I want to get into, but that goes back a half a million years ago. So um, I do believe that to be human is to create. And in these ancient times, uh, people were able to rise above the urgency of survival uh, to create. I, I think that you've, there's a famous um, quote, beauty will save the world. I think it's truth and beauty. Truth and beauty. Uh, uh, anyway, I think it's uh, Dostoevsky. And I do believe that in the sense that, um, well, of course, I put supreme weight on God as the author of beauty and truth. So God is actually going to save the world if we allow him. But the arts are a part of that, that we need, uh, that are something of our hearts, the human heart, the human soul, the, uh, the human spirit lives in the arts. And I love how that has really come out during the pandemic. Uh, so everybody from celebrities to nobodies living at home uh, has made an effort to encourage the world uh, at absolutely no cost to anybody by presenting work for us to see. And I just think that's beautiful. So to be human is to create. I think that was there from the beginning and it's going to always be there. And we can all allow that to happen by um, giving it a chance. For some people, it's cooking or fashion design, uh, um, uh, computers, teaching, whatever it is. There's a, a creativity and a wonder about it, an excellence, a pursuit of excellence that is something extraordinary. So today, what I do is I paint and create daily, and I'm making every effort that I can to market my work. And I market broadly and am no respecter of place. So I will 
market to an architect who has done a wonderful, interesting building, but it looks like a concrete bunker. And so I'm proposing add graphic elements to that, to that design. Simple, but uh, playful, um, uh, bringing out a level of humanity and surprise that is lacking. And I also will do the same thing with uh, clothing designers. Bring some graphic elements to your all black collection. And I usually take screenshots and you know put a design on there and send that. Now I have gotten nowhere with this kind of thing, but I'm always on the lookout. So three or four times a year, uh, the more important the person is, the better. And wherever they live, anywhere over the world. Uh, so uh, that's just part of who I am. Because coming to paint uh, 10 years ago has led to uh, creative ideas for everything, not just uh, the canvas, but for how I live my life and how I communicate and how I want to move forward. Uh, so I'm, I use social media a lot. I can't say I get a lot of return for it, that is, you know, followers and comments. But I look at it as a, a creative journal. So I have a record of progress and engagement, which I can look back on. In these um, podcasts, for instance, I have like, I don't know, eight or nine months of podcasts. And I go back and listen to my own podcasts regularly because I love them. <laughs> I'm just like I love my work and find power and content and bold statement and originality. And I don't tire of that. In fact, I, as the richer your life is, uh, the, the larger your vocabulary is, so to speak, and the more meaning you find in abstraction. So when you come before an abstract piece, whatever it is that you're thinking about, you're, you, you can find it in that artwork. So if you're thinking about, well, I'm getting married or I'm getting a new job or I lost my job or my girlfriend left me or I'm graduating, you'll find it in that artwork. Uh, and just like when I look at mine, I, I consider all of my work uh, as a page from my uh, autobiography. Or another way I look at it is in some way uh, a particular kind of self-portrait, a snapshot of me in that moment. What am I grappling with? What am I hoping for? What am I experiencing? What have I done? What am I dreaming about? What am I prophesying for the future? I can find any and all of that in my artwork. So, uh, so that's the substantial part of what I'm thinking of for any kind of presentation that I might be able to give at this university. I need to find more of my phrases I have a whole bunch of them about abstract art, and uh, I need to have them in front of me because I have so many that I, I forget them. Uh, so I definitely want to do that. And of course, that's if this happens. But um, I, I'll end here with the encouragement to all you creatives who may be listening to this, fail harder, keep experimenting, keep discovering, forever. Age is irrelevant. Find what you love and keep doing it.
Catch you next time. So long.